Pumped up now. Let's go. We're recording now. My credit is uh, <laughs> creeping up towards uh, mid sevens, almost. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, so that's great. But that's because it's been a systematic fucking. I, got, I just got that's a, that's a step you've been established. Exactly. I've been throwing that jab years. out there, and I'm getting uh, and every maybe now, getting a leg kick in there every now <laughs> every, every now and then. I'll throw, I'll throw a hundred a hundred uh, dollar fucking just a hundred dollars on one of the bills. Wham! Good fucking. Oh, no, there you go. There it is. Yeah. Fuck. Um, but it's and it's awesome because. Um, they just give you shit. I, I mean, once they found out you have good credit, they're just throwing shit at you. Yeah, they like they wanted like when I went and bought my car. Um, it's been a little over two years now. They saw my credit and like you could get like a like whatever the S, the Subaru awesome SUV is that's seventy thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And I was like, yeah, but what would the payment be on that? And they're like, it would be like around six hundred dollars. I was like, yeah, mm, I can do that. That's but a bit. Much. I do not want to do. Right, that. That's a bit much. Yeah. That's almost an entire paycheck. Yeah, it was, my APR is one point nine. Mine's similar, I think. And if I could have scrounged up, I should. My mom said, "Why didn't you ask me?" I was like, "Because I don't like asking anybody for anything." Right. But if I could have scrounged up a thousand dollars down, I could have got point nine hmm. for five years instead of one point nine for six. Because I want the fucking payment as low as possible. Right. Because I have a poor man's mentality. Well, a poor man's mentality when you have money in your pocket is a great thing to have. Yeah. I mean, it's like. With my new economic situation where mm-hmm. I just, I have, I have to pay for like two weeks and then the rest of the money is mine. I can do whatever the fuck I want with it. So That's, what do I do with it? I don't buy shit. I fucking put it, put it in the money cards. chair. I put it, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the money chair is a thing of the past. No, the money chair is no more. Dude, I used to, at one point before <laughs> I started like getting into stuff and I just had, had gotten the, had gotten the job and didn't realize how things were. I had three grand sitting in my house. That's tremendous. Three fucking grand in, in protein. That's chips. fucking great. That is actually just great. Hundred dollar bills, just fucking <laughs> like a stripper. It was awesome, dude. And then money chair came along, and I'd open it up and just scrape the money out of the count. <laughs> My aunts were like, "What is that?" I said, "Oh, that's the money chair." <laughs> Don't worry about the money chair. <laughs> They'd sit on it. They like it feels cushy. I'm like, "That's the money chair." This is this is a buddy comedy. It is like you're away for the week. And you're like, oh, my friend uh, wanted to buy a chair from me. It's the one on the left. No. And then, <laughs> and then I go in and I get the one on the right and give it to give it to the, your friend. And it turns out they're moving across the country. And you get back and you're like, oh God, we have to find them. So we and this is before cell phones because cell phones would immediately fix this. Exactly. This cannot be. That's why cell phones, cell phones suck. This yeah. is 1996. Right. Okay. So and money then, chair, and then we have to chase them across the country. I could write a script. This for that. is great. I could write a script for that. I could write. This a script is a for funny movie. Right this would now. be a funny movie. Just your, your. I'm the weird friend. Uh, this it's a big stupid looking chair. It's like all ratty. Well, for, the first you have a supercut of you bringing home tips or whatever it is, and right. stuffing it in the money chair. Right. Yeah. Like getting the taking the the cushion out, the cushion out, of the cushion, sticking money. And in the, and then there's a shot <laughs> of you like Bill Burr and the, and the fat black guy standing over standing over the money chair, looking Yule. at like that. I got a lot of money in yours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I sit on it. It's, like, it's not very comfortable. That's a lot of money. Well, it's because it's money chair. <laughs> money chair is not supposed to be comfortable. <laughs> and then I sell it to. We sell you sell it to your uh, no, whoever. no, not sell. Give. Yeah, I'm just. I just need rid of this chair. And I, it, the chairs sort of look alike. They're part of a set. No, here, but they're not I, the same I've got, chair. I've got the. I've got the scene. I've okay. got the fucking scene. You walk in and you got the character, and it zooms into his face. 
and then it's just him going like this, and then it's from his point of view, shitty looking chair, which is money chair, um, decent looking chair. How no, it would have to be. It would have to be. That's flipped. masturbating chair. <laughs> it would have to be flipped where you're like, well, that's the shitty one. I'm sure that's the one he wants to give away. But no, you, there would have to be a moment in the supercut where I buy a new chair. And it's like a new looking chair. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I'm stuffing it with money. It's like that's a good looking chair. And then the old. And then the. Uh, <laughs> and then the well, no. I mean, I'm getting. I keep getting it reversed. You got the money chair as the shitty chair, but right. But you, uh, you've recently come into some more money, and you're buying a, a new recliner to replace right. the one you bought five years ago. It's still good. You yeah. got a buddy who's moving to California that wants that needs a chair for his apartment. You're like, sure. And then. Go ahead and pick it up. Dutch is at the house. <laughs> Just the scanning. And you're at work. S- scanning back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> Which chair was it? Like I'm walking and in. And it's 1996, so I can't get a hold of you. No, you're and, in the salt mines. And, here, and here's the cut. I'm like counting money out as I walk in, and I look up, and there's no chair. And you go throw it, and the chair's gone. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Dutch! And I'm making eggs <laughs> at midnight. What? <laughs> It would have to be. You're smoking a cigarette, yes, making making eggs. eggs. Yeah, the ash is so long. Drinking but it a beer, it doesn't fall off. <laughs> I'm 25. No, no, no. no I'm, I'm not a beer. It's a flask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At this point, I'm only 17, but we can we can fuck with the eggs. Right. <laughs> this is hilarious. This would be very funny. <laughs> Which fucking chair? Did you? Did, I told you the chair on the left. I got the chair on the left. It's. And I'm standing there. Uh, and then I turn around. Uh, no, 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 no. Here you go. Here you go. Dutch, take your fingers and make little L's right now. Which one of them is actually an L? <laughs> you know I'm left-handed. You know I've got dyslexia, so it backwards. <laughs> God. Why don't they hire us? Uh, Fucking movie studios hire us. We can make... I think we've said the N-word one too many times. Uh, probably. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. We're, we're going to get doxxed. No. Um, I don't think so. Money chair is a great idea. It actually is. That is. Well, everything we just said is really funny. I would laugh at that. And then we got to get in my beat up... Uh, what was I at the time? I was driving what I called the War Wagon. It is a 1985 Renault Encore that was built from two cars. Two Renaults came together as one. My dad bought them for fifty dollars each. Turned one, took the transmission out of one, the uh, standard transmission out of one, and put it in the other to make it a standard. Nice, because the automatic transmission was shot. Put a white fender from one, on the burgundy one on a blue one. It was fucking tremendous. Awesome. This car was actually made out of steel. Nice. And we have to go across the country in it. Right. And, and all we've we're going to have a and all And all the money we have is that little water money I got in my hand. Like, and this I'm a drug runner. And this I'm a drug runner. So we're also outrunning the cops. This is Smokey and the Bandit. This is. <laughs> <laughs> I could even see the fucking trailer. Got to get that chair. And I'm in the kitchen smoking, (laughs) making eggs, always stirring eggs. I'm never not stirring eggs. I got to make this omelet. (laughs) That'd be one of the lines. Pour some whiskey. Are you making another fucking omelet right now? Omelets are good for you, asshole. (laughs) 
<laughs> omelets never stop giving. Protein. No, that would be omega threes. No, no, here, here, here would be the phone call you pick up. Like this is when I found out that you've given my chair away. Hey, quick question. What's up? Making an omelet. <laughs> That's what I'd say. Hey, you making an omelet right now? You know I'm making. I hope it fucking kills you because if it doesn't, I'm going to. <laughs> this is the the and also you're the funniest person for this to happen to. If it happens to me, I'm like, yeah, maybe they'll mail the money back. I don't know. Right. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Great script. Money chair the script. Part two. Script. We've already had a, a an episode called Money Chair, so Money Chair Part Two. Oh yeah, might be the name of this episode. I guess since we're here, we might as well play the theme song. Where's the theme song? Where's the theme song? Where's the theme song? Can't find it. This is getting tough. Did I delete? No, I didn't. There we go. All right. Episode 419. Man, next week's the, the big one. Next episode, I should say. Whenever that happens. Yeah. That's one we're going to have to put together. I got a big weekend next weekend. I got a two-day disc golf. We tournament. have to get the entire first family of fun and Frampton. I'll even... I was going to say, I'll even take the studio there if they need us to. I can... God, that's a bitch to tear down. Oh, yeah, it is. That's why I quit doing the wrestling thing, having to tear down all this shit and oh, take it sure. for $20. Yeah. Could I have bought two more microphones? Of course I could have. I, could, I buy the cheap mic. This microphone I'm speaking into right now is $19. Nice. And it's a sure. It's a good microphone. Yeah. It's yeah. just they had them on sale one time. So this I is a good one, it. too. I think, yeah, that me, you, and Aaron all have the same one. Elena has the one that was $100. <laughs> it's because she, she keeps the mic there. Yeah. And you can't hear. Right. So it picks up very good. That's a condenser mic. It's what we use for vocal tracks in in the biz. In the biz. I was, uh, for anyone that cares, I was supposed to have a song out today, but we don't think it's going to get released. Well, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. Well, we'll get it sometime. I said June. Uh, I was hoping for today since it's my mom's birthday, and it sort of relates to my mom, but we'll, we'll get her out there. She doesn't care. Hmm. There's already a version of the song out there anyway. Yeah. Yeah, the demo that I made 10 years ago is out. So listen to that and think about it in another way. Cleaned up. Oh, it's dirtied up. It's dirtied up. <laughs> it's... Oh, yeah. yeah. Got some exactly. mud, on, mud on the strings. Oh, yeah. We're, we get down. It's, it sounds like real musicians did it, I think. Nice. Excellent. I think it's going to be okay. I think people are going to like it. And we got another one. That um, we did it in the style, all right, the verses and the chorus, which it really doesn't have a chorus, is in the style of the early, early Beatles. Okay. We're talking boom, like bam, bubble, bam, bubble bam. gum pop. Like, uh, help. Like, I saw her standing there. Ah, like we literally took the bass line from I saw her standing there. It's like, JMO, can you play that bass line? He's like, yes. Okay, put it in this key and play it nice. for this song. And he was like, okie dokie. And he nails it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and during the, I wouldn't call it a, a chorus. I would call it the middle eight because it happens twice. It could be a bridge, but bridges don't usually happen twice. It's structured like a Beatles song. I did that accidentally whenever I wrote it. Mm. Um, uh, during that part, it sounds like the late Beatles. 
at least what we're trying to do. Like in the early part of the song during the verses, it's all mono. Mm -hmm. Everything's coming through both speakers. But when it gets to the, to that part, everything spreads out. That's there's, cool. There's synthesizers. I've got vocals going from one ear to the other. It's, I, it, and then maybe a little effect on the vocals sort of make it sound like it's underwater or something like that. Yeah. I think people are going to like that one too. That's cool. I like and I got idea. one, uh, I think the next single it's, it's not close to being done, but it's like halfway. It sounds like an 80s synth pop song. Oh, I love those. You're going to like it. Yeah. I'm anxious to hear the punk song. That's the one that we're trying to put out. I love. That's the one that's done. You're going to get it. You're going to like it. Oh, yeah. If I can get a hold of JMO, maybe I'll have him just email a uh, rough cut of it and send it to you. I love it. I love it. Like Jerks, they just put out a new song. Yeah. It's a good one, too. I've heard it They before, don't make bad tunes. But I haven't listened to the official version of it yet. Do they you do, do not that make, right now? Yes, they do not make bad tunes. They uh, Solid punk tunes. Let's see what it is. It's called Nowhere, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Boom. Play, you bastard. Solid opening, very STP-esque, but with a with a little with a little jump, a little hop. That's some some big guitars. Yes. I love their harmony, man. God, they're fucking so clean. You know what I mean? I love it. Yeah. Yep. I like the fan and I do too, man. They're, they're hitting all the they're hitting all the hitting all the notes. I love it. This would be a good Springsteen song. Fuck yes. Well, that's the mark of a great punk yeah. song. Slow it down and gravel it up a little bit. The old. Ah, the slow down. Harmonizing guitars. Long for a for a punk tune. I love this dude. They do this in a lot of their songs, do they? And I love it every time. It's <laughs> the best. Yeah, that was an extended <laughs> stop. I like it. Good. You know how hard that is to do live. I'm sure people. Everybody's like, got to look Woo! at each other. Yeah. You got it. Just go like this. 
Punk is one of the few genres left where you can do a guitar solo. Oh, I'm doing guitar solos. Baby. I love them. I'm doing them. I mean, like, I have. That's good. We'll talk about it when they're done. Fucking excellent tune, dude. I do some uh, guitar solos on mine. There's one song in particular, I was, and I got done with it. I was like, man, that's a Noel Gallagher-ass fucking there you go. guitar solo. But I was like, <laughs> and I was almost embarrassed of it, but then I listened to the song, I was like, it sounds good, though. Like, it's all it this, is, it's just like major so, pentatonic. It sounds just like a fucking Noel Gallagher solo from Oasis. And I get was out like, of the family fine. guy thing where it's not where it's not okay to like anything or do anything. No, no, you I, have I'm not to. even saying that. It's I know. Like, it's just like... I was, I tried to do another pass at it to to like see if I could, you know, dirty it up, make mm-hmm. it more like Pearl Jam or something. Right. And I was like, this song doesn't that's not that song. Right. This that this song needs a major pentatonic fucking guitar solo, so that's what it's getting. There you go. Unison bins. I do a lot of unison bins. You you hear those a lot in um Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Mm-hmm. When I, almost every guitar solo, Mike Campbell does a unison bin, and he's my favorite guitar player. So just like overall? Yeah. I think seems he, an odd choice. I, well, I, I think he never overdid it, and it always sounded immaculate. Okay, every guitar solo sounded beautiful and wonderful. He wasn't going like insanely fast, right? He, it, nothing that if I tried hard enough, I couldn't play. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like Mike McCready, another one of my favorites, probably probably don't have the hands for that. Can't do Steve Ray Vaughan. Can't. Probably can't do uh, Jimmy, but Mike Campbell, Steve Vai, Steve Vai can't do that. Joe Cetrioli, <laughs> I have no interest in doing that. Well, sure, but I like mean, it's not everybody's thing. But like uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, they have some of the best songs of all time. Absolutely. And whenever you you hear Mike Campbell going into a guitar solo, you will not be disappointed. It is going to be wonderful. I don't. Everybody goes down that path, and it always it always arrives at the same destination. I want. I only want to listen to things that are complex and it, it, you arrive at like three destinations, mm-hmm. dream theater. Yeah. Rush. Mm-hmm. And, um, what's the other one? Uh, there's like, three. Yes. Or yes. Or something like that. It, like really hardcore, like fucking, you know, prog bands, like fucking everybody graduated from Berkeley. Yeah. And, and, and well, tool was in that vein as well. They're coming to Charleston. I know. Did you get tickets? Not yet. They're probably gone. You think? Yeah, fuck. Uh, going to Dropkick, though. That's cool. Yeah. You'll probably have a better time there. Well, I still love Tool, but it's heavy, man. I, I've seen I it. mean, if somebody got tickets, I'm never going to try to get tickets to anything. So if somebody got tickets and, hey, man, these are... I don't even think they'd be gone yet. I imagine. I think we're overestimating gone. the... People were very excited. Where are they? Let's look. Damn it. How much were they apiece? I have no idea. That sucks. Actually, kind of bums me out. Well, it would be have to a choice though because uh, Dropkick is t- coming the 29th and Tool is coming on the fourth. Yeah, so that's not even a week in between shows. All right, Tool in concert. Tool. 
7.30 to 11. All right, I'm going to hit buy now. And tickets are now on sale. To shop for tickets, please join the queue. So you have to wait in line. I'm not signed in, but it says ticket prices are 145, 120, 95, and 75. It's not that's terrible. not terrible. 75 isn't you'll be in the bleeds, but that's mm. what uh Chappelle was. I think Chappelle's nosebleeds were a hundred. I never heard how good his show was. I'm or, sure it was tremendous. I'm sure it was. But uh they had phones locked up in little yonder bags so you couldn't film anything, which I think is very smart. I it think is. I think you should be in the nineties whenever you go to an event like that. Yeah. Somebody's going to film it for you Mm-mm. and it'll be official and it'll be much better looking than what you're doing. So let them do that, or he'll just enjoy the damn show. He'll release the the show, um, his set, um, as a special later, mm-hmm. and it'll be better. It'll be tightened up and everything. Yeah, this is definitely a a, a rehearsal gig. Yeah, yeah. It was and just Charles, I was on my way from here to there. Right. And this is in the middle. This so. isn't DC or Chicago yeah. or um, New York. It's weird. Think we're getting more in Charleston. More things. Like you know what it Joe is? Coy's a big community. You know what it is? What's that? The National Park. Really? Yes. Hmm. It's drawn more attention to the area, plus people from out of state moving here. You know, West Virginia, I tell everybody, sorry, guys, the secret's out. You know, people are coming here now. We're going to see a Charleston's going to see a revival that's going to happen. It's already started. Um, But up this way, we're going to start seeing things we've never seen before. Black people. Well... Um, no, Fayetteville still will continue. the The whole Fayetteville, Somersville, maybe not even not 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 directly. Not Somersville. They don't want it. I I don't know if I agree with that. Man, business is money, and money is yeah, business. Yeah, they don't care. They want they want you to speed through their town so they can write you the ticket. What the fuck is that? Listen, I know you're from there. It's been like this. I remember in 1998, right after we gradu- I graduated high school, they had Lake Fest, and that was at Mountain Lake Campground. Mm-hmm. Big stage set up in the middle of the campground. You had fucking Kenny Wayne Shepard. Uh, who's the guy that sang Hulk Hogan's theme song, Real American? Um, it's not Kenny Loggins. No, it's, um, that guy was there. Yeah. It was Rick... Uh, Rick... What is that guy's name? Rick. It's Rick something. Yes. God, I can't believe I can't conjure it up. Derringer. Rick Derringer. Derringer. There Rick we Derringer. Go. He yeah. was there. Big things. Uh, people were walking around that campground getting hammered. Drunk people everywhere. Yeah. Me and my, I didn't get, I didn't drink at the time, but I was there with all my friends just walking around. Girls everywhere. Big, biggest party this town's ever seen. And they never did it again. They're like, you guys had too much fun. Go fuck yourself. 1998. 25 years later. (laughs) And they still don't. And it wasn't even in city limits. That's the thing. That campground is not in city limits. They still don't. They just want to keep their sleepy little town. They do not let anything cool happen there. Um, I can now. One, my friend is running for mayor. (sighs) Hopefully he can get something done there. He's He's putting on a music festival. Um, at the end of the summer, I think Red Audio is playing. Quite a few of my friends are playing at it, but I, I don't know how they. And it will also not be in city limits. Mm-hmm. But I can understand it though, because Somersville Lake is now starting to host some obnoxious fucking people that yeah. that, that used to not come there. No, there was we were always there. 
I was one of those obnoxious No, you weren't. When I was a kid. Not, not out-of-state fucking jag-offs who think that the rest of us are hillbillies and we don't know what we have. I That's essentially what it is. No, no, no. I'm pr- a proud hillbilly, but they're saying that we're too stupid to know what we have. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you, this backwoods place, you guys don't know anything. Like, no, we know that we didn't we fucking know. want you here. We grew up that we... we all this beauty that you come and jerk off to, it's mundane to exactly. us. <laughs> yeah, that's actually- we weren't born in the, we were born in the beauty. You were just, you were just. Uh, we're the bane of beauty. Yeah. <laughs> the bane of good. <laughs> that might be it. That might, that's a good one. <laughs> of course. Man, what a scene that was in that movie, you huh? Well, when Bane beat the shit out just of Batman. like completely giving him a fucking speech, just doing a promo on oh, him. Oh, God, and lifts him up and cracks him over his fucking knee. Um, just whoops that, his monkey that movie is That movie is sometimes reviled. I don't get it. Um, There's reasons to, like, the, there are. the whole Talia al Ghul thing and all that. That sucked. Uh, I don't think so. She was awesome. She's hot. Big, God. gigantic tatays. I know, man. Good Lord. But, um... Definitely. Her being the big bad was a little. At the time, I was like, "This is the most awesome movie I've ever seen." But it looking back, there, but I think that's all you need is at the time. I remember how I felt at the time, and that's kind of all I need. Well, no, no, I disagree because that was the Force Awakens at the time was awesome, and now we know it's a lump of shit. What do you think about the possibility of George buying it back um, and pretending that it never happened? I don't know. Uh, I want to. I, I want it to be good. I want, I actually, I want, I want Disney to fail right now. I want them to fail. They are. And the reason I want them to fail is because they need to understand that you cannot keep pushing shit and expecting people to accept it. And I'm not talking about race swapping or that shit. I don't give a fuck about that. I'm talking about, you can't keep just making bad product and expecting and expecting people to like it. Don't I'm think not, about I'm not it. talking about the political aspect. Just of consume it. the product. Exactly. And get I'm talking about the product. fact that you don't even attempt to make something good. You just take make something bad and cram it down our throat, and, and then you turn on the fans. Who exactly. Don't like it. Exactly. You oh pre- man, you, I watched. You, I watched a supercut of Moses Ingram on Obi Wan. She is one of the worst fucking actresses I've ever seen in my life. People and, weren't shitting on her because she was black. They were shitting. No, she's terrible. The show sucked. The show had She's one good ass. scene. One good scene. Yeah. But I got to tell you, though, man, at parts, that was a ripping good fucking scene. It was. Yeah. But like this whole thing, they need to get rid of this whole thing where the bad guy is redeemable. We've been, it's been done to death. The bad guy, you know, just needs to be a fucking bad but guy. But you know, the, ironically, you know the reason they do that? Because Darth Vader. Yeah. But you don't need to keep doing it. Well, Okay, you do, but they do you, it in the comics. You movies. do, but you don't. Okay, here's the reason you do, because the the hero's journey includes some very specific markers. One of the markers is is you're facing an implacable foe mm-hmm. uh, that is usually encased in a mask or something like that. The foe kicks your ass or kicks the hero's ass to begin with, thumps him without even a fucking problem. Fucking squash match. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly like Vader versus Luke on fucking Empire Strikes. Road Back. Warriors. Multi. Fucking beating. That was a beating, and it wasn't even a fucking. Would you say it was a beating from pillar to post? <laughs> I, it's, he lost a hand, so I don't know. <laughs> what the, he was he was getting beaten from pillar to post. That's for that's for sure, damn sure. But then. Uh, the training and Luke rises to the occasion and finds out the monster is not a monster. He's just a man. And the man is his father. Mm-hmm. It is Oedipal. It is fucking, it is a psychological underpinning. It's beautiful. It works because it worked in that 
in that. Yeah, your 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 villain, but it's all due to writing. I've always said this. You can have some of the coolest fucking ideas ever. If they're not put together in a coherent, cogent story, nobody's going to want to fucking watch it. Well, the the whole Ray thing. She could have been a great. Good me, idea. And, me and Annie had this this discussion. Is she a Ray fan? No, she understands those movies aren't good. And then I, and then we were. Man, you did by the way, job. we've got to, one of the biggest things we got to discuss during uh, favorite things Spider-verse. is across the Spider Verse. Holy do they do fucking a, balls! Do they do a, a version of. John Lennon or the Beatles across the universe somehow in that movie? No, no. Oh, come on. It's, dude, it's, I, we'll get to that. But um, instead of, because of the person running it, I'm sorry, Kathleen Kennedy, this is just the truth. You cannot, you don't ever want to see a man beating a woman. And I'm talking not about, not talking about physically beating, but. N- yes. But both. also, both. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, fucking. Uh, and she also can't gain any power from a man. Exactly. Yeah. Because Luke Luke couldn't teach her anything. She was already good. Exactly. That's fucking ridiculous. That is that is antithetical to the fucking hero's journey. The hero's journey is is a psychological underpinning that every human being understands without even really understanding. It's not even a journey if if you don't learn. Exactly. Something. You have not you, character character development progression. These things are important. Ask the critical drinker. Don't know. But <laughs> the whole thing about it being in you all along. Exactly. I mean, dumb. That's it's dumb. over it. No, it's not dumb because Luke did. He, the force was strong with him, but it's a very, un, it's, it's a, it's a massive power, right? That you have to develop. And it's going to be small to begin with. And it's, and, and, and even for somebody who's really strong in it, it's something that's really hard to grasp because it's so slippery. It's such a massive thing. Right. So what they should have done is Ray, the, the critical drinker actually had a, a really good rewrite of Ray and it was excellent. I, um, I actually, I actually had a rewrite of it where I said that, uh, that, uh, Finn should have been, uh, critically injured as a stormtrooper or almost critically injured or he's a big hulking brute, right? Mm-hmm. He's not, he's not, a, he doesn't have any quips. He doesn't have any things. He's just a brute. Cause that's what they're, and you should have a montage showing how he became that way. Show him getting shot up with drugs, show him being, you know, this very brutal training montage. We did a montage. montage. And then it shows him that why, that's why he is. And then you just have the camera zooming in on him and he's sitting there just with this look on his face. And then he puts the helmet on, they go outside, and he gets fucked up. Like they're fighting someone, he gets fucked up. Well, because life is cheap, they're like, leave him. He's, you know, we don't need another one. You know, yeah. we, we're not going to put our resources out. Captain Phasma can do that. Like, leave him. And the rest of them, and they're like, oh, okay. And they walk away. They don't even kill shot him. Exactly. They were like, well, that's just a, not even a waste of ammo. It was just a waste. It's, it's, it's contempt of life. The energy it, that it would take to pull the trigger on my blaster is not worth exactly. this man. Exactly. So then he's getting up, walking around the desert and just trying to stay alive. And he has no idea how to do that. Pearl Jam's Alive starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I actually take that back. He would have an idea to do that because they're trained to be commandos. He's, he's actually surviving in this awful place. But then, um, Poe Dameron crashes from the fight. You know, there was a, it would be a giant space and land battle. That's how you open the motherfucker. A splend battle. There you go. 
like like the fucking common like uh here if you want if you want the fucking uh feels try to make it like uh i would have said it on an ice planet i would have made it like hoth the battle of hoth where you had the fucking giant walkers yeah, enough and shit. of these desert planets i know it's dumb but i would have made it less a place like hoth and then he gets fucking he's just dropped off and then poe gets shot down and poe is like and then he he gets out and they have to form a friendship out of mutual you know mutual dependency like i can get you out of here but I'm injured and you're going to have to help me, you know? So then they, they start forming this slow friendship where he's a stormtrooper, but then he starts and Poe recognizes this is a, 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 a tragic figure. This kid was taken from his family, turned into this thing. Ideally though, I would have preferred them to just keep clones. Clones would have been better because clone can be just stamped, mm-hmm. stamp, 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 just keep rolling them out. We're they, making they don't matter. They don't matter. You know? So, would have done that. The only reason they, they didn't is because they wanted some diversity, which is fine, you know, but uh, I think that the clones thing works better when you're doing, dealing with stormtroopers. So um, then Poe, then, but Ray is living on this planet too. So she has access to a ship. They have to get off the fucking planet. She's like, I need off this planet too. I was dropped off here. I can't get out of here because I don't, you know, some reason creates a creative some reason. reason. Find a MacGuffin. Exactly. Or uh, maybe she can't pilot it. Like, I'm not a pilot. You're a pilot. Can you get me out of here? You know, because Poe's a pilot. He's like, well, I can fucking run anything. Where is it? And pull the fucking thing off. Same scene. Mm-hmm. It's the fucking Millennium Falcon. We all get to cheer and be like that. It was awesome. That was an awesome scene. That was scene. an awesome scene. So you you still keep that. Keep the good things. Then they have this stormtrooper, and, and he becomes a friend for to everybody. And he also has an inside track on the Empire and all this different stuff. You'd say maybe he turns into a smile trooper. <laughs> It's pretty good. No, and then, uh, you know, you with Finn, and not Finn, with... Um, Poe? No, not, no, I'm talking the, the Vader-type character. Oh, uh, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, okay. Ben. Yes, um, you... I would have kept that close to the vest until it was time. Um, I would have had him keep the mask on and not even... It's, it's a Vader-type figure. We need to learn about him gradually, you know. And then, ah, you know, it'd be like that moment. That's fucking, you know, that's, that's Solo and Princess Leia's kid. And everyone lost their fucking mind, you know. I would have had Leia talk about it. I would actually had them reference it, but not in reference to him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you would have had Han Solo and Leia talking and be like. Uh, How did he turn out like this? Something like that. It's like, have you seen our son? Like, you know, I haven't, you know, and it's just like. You know, do, are we ever going to get him back? It's like, I don't even know where he is. You know, they know where he is, but they don't aren't willing to discuss it. So um, there's that thing. And then, you know, have you talked to Luke? It's like, I haven't, you know, and, and they're, they're having a problem. You can keep that Luke sucking like cow titties on that, some. That was a character assassination of Luke Skywalker. That's all that was. That was an ability that was destroying that character to make Ray the, the ultimate character, destroying them all to make her that. Um you just do it that way, man. And then you have Luke be a badass and like, uh, but have her first, you know, she's getting involved. She gets, you know, she gets involved with the, the resistance and all this stuff. And she encounters Kyle Ren and there probably is a, a moment where he senses the force in her and she tries to fight him, but he just beats the fucking dog shit out of her, cuts her face. It's like, he's not even like a surveyor. Just contemptuous. You know what I mean? Sir Barristan against that guy guarding uh, his stars, a Lorak. Dude, that was a fucking only squ- cowards wear. That was a armor. squash match. This, this coward's about, about to kill, kill you, you, sir. 
you know, just have him pick her up and sling her up against a tree, cut her face contemptuously, stuff like that. Then he gets shot in the back, you know, and it, not, but you have to get him Vader injured. Vader can be injured, but not even enough to make him make a sound. Let me make him go like this and he turns around, you know, and then they're grabbing him and they're fucking running, you know what I mean? Because they can't fight this guy. He has to be a big, towering, invincible figure. That's the reason your villain didn't work. They're invincible. They're unflappable, unflappable, inexorable. They're just keep fucking coming at you, and they're terrifying. That's why Vader worked. You couldn't hurt him. You couldn't stop him. You couldn't reason with him and all these things. And he is a person, and you know there's something under there, but you don't know what it is. That's how you build a villain. You could have done Kylo Ren the exact same way. It, it would have been seen as a knockoff. But if you do it correctly, it's an homage and it's a pastiche. It's it's a good thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And you, then you finally reveal that it's Ben Kenobi. Well, his whole thing I was mean, that, that he, it's Ben Ben Solo. His whole thing is that he feels like a knockoff, and and we don't need emotion from this guy. I, I don't know about that because that is if you if you that's what they did kind of anyway. If you reveal him to have a insecurity vader has no insecurities none mm-hmm. because he can fuck every weapon he knows it he has to be that he has to be this new force this thing that's in a sense you have to knock vader off the pedestal or put this guy up beside him be like this motherfucker is badass as well and make him darth maul worked as a character so much because you don't know fucking anything about him i don't want to know anything about him you know why because he's a fucking badass the way he looks and all that stuff was enough to carry the fucking movie a shitty movie and he fucking carried it you ever seen it when they cut out cut out all the stupid i actually it's heard it's pretty good pretty good like i saw a cut of it that is all three movies cut together to two hours and Mm -hmm. they cut out all the stupid shit the story is all still flows and it's good yeah it's all you need to do. We don't care about trade relations between these planets. It's, it's, it's Why do we care about? It's immaterial. That? I, I don't it, care about mid chlorians. Again, I would have. I, I would have written the first movie as a chase movie. You know, uh, him getting Anakin, taking off with him, and them chasing him for the rest of the fucking movie. You can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, then I would have had the second one when they they defeat him, but he's still alive. And again, in the third act, I would have had Vader striking down Darth Maul. You think about that. You think about the fucking heavyweight Titanic battle that's going to be. I wrote it, and it was fucking good. I would have had it on the same planet. It was on the same planet in my, in my fanfic, the the planet of Mustafar. They were fighting on there. And fucking, you know, they're they're just squaring off against each other. And Darth Maul takes that droid and wings at him and just comes running after it and tries to get him off his feet. And Vader's just kind of backing up, blocking him. He's, he's back on his heels, and he just fucking powers through them and it was a good fight man that was actually i that was a piece of my writing i actually enjoyed you ever put it on any star wars uh subreddits i haven't that was years ago i wrote that you can think of the point i have to find it uh i have to find it in facebook again it's in facebook somewhere it'll pop up in my memory sometime um but yeah i mean keep darth maul alive to the third act and have vader strike him down to become vader you know the third movie yes the third, yeah yeah the third act being the third yeah. movie yeah that i didn't see them until recently was like this guy's awesome why would they get rid of him so soon I, it was it was a question that we all had leaving that movie you could have him wounded and defeated or you know what i would have done he kills qui-gon jen and contemptuously walks away be like i'll see you again i'm out of here essentially i got a date <laughs> yeah <laughs> something. I mean but it's something more fucking epic they've been you know I got a planet to butt fuck <laughs> if you'll excuse me now I'm late to fucking your mom oh. gonna- 
No, that no. Have him look at Obi Wan. That's how you develop Obi Wan too, because his his journey has to mirror Anakin somewhat. He's young. He's inexperienced. He takes an ash weapon from Darth Maul, but they get separated, kind of like they did in, in the in the actual movie. That thing separates them from each other, and the rest of the rebels are coming around him. He's outnumbered, and he just kind of points his lightsaber at him, and he runs off, gets in a ship, and flies off. That's fucking awesome. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So um, there's ways to do this. Exactly. They just seem to be choosing not those ways. Well, it's because these ideas are usually created during discussion. Somebody have a good idea and it's, it's equals at a table. I'm not saying it's committee thinking. It isn't committee thinking. It's a brainstorming session where you're taking the best from everybody and you're not trying to sell a product. You're trying to write a story. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. When you're fucking in committee thinking you're trying to sell a product, well, what's going to sell? Who gives a fuck? Tell the fucking story. That's if you a, tell the story, it will sell. That's why Stranger Things works. Exactly. That's why it's a pro, it, That's it, why John Wick works. Absolutely. The story is you killed this guy's dog, and then the story Goes gets from a little there. Bit more complicated from that. Exactly. It gets more complicated a little bit. I hear the new one. Fucking is awesome. so good. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna go. I might go ahead and just buy it this evening and watch it. The, um, the director is on Rogue, and I've only listened to two minutes, and he said um, there are more people killed in this movie than Keanu says words. <laughs> and I was like, this is so good. Well, that's I've not seen the movie yet. I'm just so excited. But the thing is, the reason John Wick works as a character, why? Few words. He can be hurt. He cannot be reasoned with. He cannot be beaten. You know what I mean? But he's the hero. He's the anti-hero. All the people around him who want to see him destroyed, he's he's our revenge on them. Yes. Like like the thing with the dog. We're like, oh, fuck those motherfuckers. And then he gets up. Immediately, you're on his side. Exactly. You're like, he's going to make all these motherfuckers pay. And he does. That's John Wick's call. He's something, that, he's something that we wish we could all be. Like those fucking piece of shit Russian motherfuckers would come in our house and kill our dog. And I said, what could we do about nothing? I mean, we could try. We're gonna we're gonna die in the fucking attempt. But John Wick, John, is not going to you die. Working again, John. Yeah. Just yeah. just cleaning up some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave you to it then. It's so good <laughs> it is. And also, they those movies, the action's insane, but they look so good. Yeah, they do. They they are beautiful movies. The first one still. The fourth one would have to be something to supplant that movie in my opinion i mean i i love the second one i like all three the third one we both laughed at how ridiculous it was but loved it at the same time i think i love that fucking movie but it was ridiculous slapping the horse to kick people i'm like oh what are we doing it's great (laughs) well you know the guy that uh, wrote it and directed it was a stunt man yeah he was um a stunt man he auditioned uh in 1998 i guess or seven even Mm -hmm. because i'm sure that movie took a little while to play to make he uh was uh keanu's stunt double in the matrix oh shit so what did what the hell were they thinking with the matrix with the new ones yeah i wanted that to be good i've only seen the very first one and it had potential to be good like i know what they were trying to do with it like when they got these two characters who were gods essentially and they put them back in the machine where they don't know who they are and they've forgotten each other and all that stuff that's an awesome idea but execution how it was apparently not executed well. So that's how, that's something I would have written. Like they lost. So let's do a thing where they are stuck back in the matrix. Don't know who they are mm-hmm. living this mundane lifestyle. Know there's something missing. Can't put their finger on it. Do not, you know, 
there's this thing. They're just, he's sitting in a cubicle and he's like, he was originally in the first movie. He can have echoes. The first movie. You're like, is this all there is? He's an, instead of this time, he's not a young man. He's an aging man doing this job. He's a loser. Make him a loser. And all of a sudden you're not a loser. You're this godlike figure in this machine thing. He's like, that's crazy. And that's a necessary part of it for him to doubt that that's a thing. And then he's, I would have written it also too, where despite being put in the matrix and essentially opposite sides of it, that him and uh, Trinity have worked their way back to each other without even realizing what they're doing. The, the choices they're making are drawing them ever closer to each other. And then I would have a cut scene where the, the people who are running the matrix are starting to panic. They're like, they're finding each other. What are we going to do? Mm. You know, you know, like an agent Smith, like, yeah. like they are finding each other. They are drawing ever closer. Like, it's like, but they would have to be, it would have to be a thing that they'd have to be alive because they're a necessary ingredient to the matrix, but they have to be kept apart. You can't kill them because if they, if they wanted to kill them, they would have done it. Mm. So you have a thing like, yeah, they're a necessary ingredient for this thing, but we need them to stay apart. So we need to essentially just beat them down and keep them apart from it. And then they interact and then they just it kind of happens one time and then they all start and start, start remembering there'd be a great scene where he just kind of looks at her and you know, he knows what he's thinking and she's with him and she's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, how many years? And then they talk about it and, and mm. that would be a great scene. Mm. See, I'm good at writing, man. You should do it. I do sometimes. You should, um, Write the winds of winter for George. I can't do that. He can't do that. He's got to be stuck on something. Who who do you think the the character that he killed? I think it's Quentin. He killed him too quickly. It's. I was going to say it's not been confirmed that he's dead, but it kind of was. I mean, he's got his face burned off by a dragon. Yeah. That's pretty, he survived for a little while. That's pretty pretty certain. It would have to be Quentin. He's really the only major character that's, that, that's been For killed. some reason, I was thinking Renly. I don't know why. No. No, no, no. Renly, um, is, Renly was the throwaway character from the beginning. It sucks. It's a sad thing. I loved him. Who was, else could it be? Like, let's let's say Quentin. It might even be somebody we don't even know yet. He might have uh, he might have written it in The Winds of Winter, and then he's written himself into a corner yeah. since. Like, he might have killed Fagon already. I don't think that's happened. I don't think so either. I think Fagon takes the crown for a while. I think there's going to be a titanic struggle between Fagon and, and Daenerys. Man, people that don't know what we're talking about are getting so... Bored. Bored. <laughs> mm. Fuck yeah. Adam, Adam <laughs> Bryan hasn't finished yet, and I just keep wanting to say things about stuff, but I can't. <laughs> he doesn't like, know what's happening with the book? or uh, he's, I think he's on the second to last book. Feast for Crows? Yeah. I love that book. So good. It's been vilified, and I love it. I thought it was vilified by me when I first read it. I was like, I waited 10 years for that fucking thing. And then the more I, when I would go back and read it again, it became one of my favorites. Fucking uh, dance is so good. Dude, it's a good fucking book, man. It is so fucking Sir Barrison shines in that fucking book. He really does. I mean, he's, that's when he becomes fucking, I mean, he's been captain, he's been Westeros Captain America, but now he's, the stories really parallel each other. If you think about it, He's from another time, a simpler time, a cleaner yeah. time. Ned Stark is from that time as well. That's why the reason Ned died, because he couldn't roll with the punches. And, and Starbarrison had to roll with those punches. And now he thinks, I made a titanic mistake even going on living. I should have died with the era I was in. 
I should have. He, I know he's thinking I, sh- I should have died at that tower with uh, Arthur Dane, uh, Oswald Went, and uh, Gerald Hightower. Point of pride that I can name those fucking guys. <laughs> so Dark Star, he's uh, the he's guy a plot that- device. He's a plot yeah, device. Yeah, he's a plot Dawn. device to get Dawn back in the But he's a hell of a fucking plot device. He's a great plot device. Yes. Great name, Darkstar. Yes. I mean, the emo kid thing, the fucking goth kid type thing. I mean, even the quote, he's like, I- I'm Darkstar and I'm of the night. I was like, <laughs> he's also got out of, the, out of anybody else's mouth, that would have been fucking weak. Got but a little bit of jealousy because all anybody ever talks about is Arthur the, Dane. Yeah. Sword of the morning. Who's probably an uncle or a cousin. Something like that. So, at the, um, all the theorists say he's going to go back to Dane's house. They're from Starfall. Where are they from? The Danes? Are they? Are they um, south? They're from the Dorn. They're from Dorn. Dorn. They're from okay. Dorn, Dornish marches. He's going to go there and steal Dawn somehow, and somehow John uh, Snow is going to get a hold of it if they if they resurrect John. I'm they sure will. they will. Yeah, they will. Some people think the others are going to take him and resurrect him. Possibility. That'd be cool. Not a probability. That's a cool way to spin it. It is. Um, that would be swerve everybody's expectations, but that would have to be a completely different book he was writing. He would have to scrap a bunch of shit that he's already done. Well, Speaking what, of Game of they, Thrones, did you watch that fucking video I sent you with Theon fucking Stark? It's very brief. Watch it. And let's discuss that for a second. I sent it to you on Facebook. On I haven't Messenger. watched it yet. Watch it right now because it's very short. Theon Stark. Theon Stark the hungry might have been the greatest Stark king to have ever lived. Looks like Thousands of Roman years Reigns. ago, Westeros was invaded by the Andals. Much of the South had fallen to their superior numbers and weaponry. However, the North was not so easily defeated. King Theon Stark, who was known as the Hungry Wolf, rallied the North against the Andal invaders and defeated the warlord Argos Sevenstar in the Battle of the Weeping Water. However, the king in the North was not content with this crushing victory, and with a fleet of ships, he sailed to to Essos, displaying Argos's body on the prow of his ship. <laughs> Theon raided and burned a score of Andal villages, killing hundreds before returning home. To deter future invasions, the hungry wolf displayed the heads of would-be invaders on spikes along the eastern coast. But Theon's greatness did not stop there. He also repelled an ironborn invasion from the west after he slew the ironborn king Ravos Hor. Theon's actions secured the north for generations to come. Theon Stark. That's a show in itself. That is that is like that is Braveheart. Six, six episode hour hour long episodes until the sixth, and it's an hour forty five, maybe two absolutely. Hours. That would be a great. Little I remember. Fucking, here's a little piece of fucking Stark history. You want to see what the Starks really are? Here you go. That's not what he. That's not uh, how they depicted him. That was not how he was uh, described in the book. He was described as without a beard. I think he was like yeah. People take lean. People take liberties. Yeah, but I'm just saying he was he was lean and very lean and like intense looking. I love the way they describe the Stark kings that the, some were cowards, some were knaves, some were you know just men. You know they're going to be all kinds of different men. There were bad Stark kings, good Stark kings. You know, or lords. Something about them is so much more interesting than the other families. Well, you know what they are, and I've and I've, and I've come to recognize this, and this is actually will ble- will blend into something that I've been wanting to talk about because it's been bothering me. The Starks are the Atreides from Dune. The Atreides, oh, yeah. I know what you want to talk about. Um, the Atreides are this honorable but strong family who are willing to do what it takes, but also willing to be good, are just trying to be good people, you know. And honorable, and and retain all that, uh, all those things. Leto Atreides, who is Paul's father, is Ned Stark. They are so similar. Um, yeah, 
uh, even in appearance. So, um, you know, they're rather average men, but you know, tough and, and good fighters, but you know, not as good as, as good as their men, you know, they just command the loyalty of, of, I hate to say it, better men because they're just that guy. We can trust this guy. This guy, I mean, he's got power and he's willing to use it. And he's also, he's, he's, he's merciful when he has to be, he's merciful when he can be and savage when he has to be, you know, that was Ned Stark. So that's, that's Leto Atreides too. Now I have been trying to get through <laughs> the Dune books. What, what attempt is this going? It's got to be particular. It's got to be fifth. It's got to be fifth. It's got to be the fifth time on this particular book. Yeah, and I remembered why I didn't want to read it because it's fucking terrible. It's bad. It's just a bad novel. And it's how many pages bad. is it? Six hundred. Oh. And I knew it was bad in two hundred pages, so I had to go the rest of the, the whole third of the way, two thirds of the way. Are the people that love this book. Yes, but they're people who have sacred cows. I wanted to start a co- podcast, and start attacking people's sacred cows. You know. They like it because of the first two books, which are fucking tremendous and visionary and all those things. They are. But man, he ran out of fucking ideas and likable characters quick. So it was, you know, Paul's sister, who will be born in this next movie, becomes a villain by the third book. Like, what are we doing here? You know, and it's like, I'm like, I don't like any of you. And then his son, and then he has two twin... He had, Paul has two twins, uh, Leto the second and Ganema. It's weird. Ganema sounds like a late nineties rap metal band. It really does. It sounds like something that would be a company with shitty masks and I don't know. But anyway, um, like spine shank the fuck out of here. Spine shank. That's a real band. Oh God. They're fucking horrid. Um, but they do these things where they can go back in time. And I got so sick of the fucking prescience battle babble, all the fucking future and past shit. I'm like, I don't fucking care. I don't care. Stop fucking talking about it. Stop trying to wax philosophical about fucking everything. I don't want to hear it. And that's what they do the entire time. I'm on the fourth book now. And I got to tell you, it's not getting any better. (laughs) They've taken Duncan Idaho and turned him into a fucking throwaway character. Essentially. That's not cool. They just keep grinding. They they keep having the the Duncan Idaho just reborn, reborn. And in one of the scenes, Leto, who has become now now, go with me here. Leto the second becomes this thing by going and getting the sand trout, which create the worms, mm-hmm. and gets himself covered in it, and it gives him superhuman strength and speed and all this stuff. It's stupid. And then he just becomes, he essentially becomes a sandworm. He becomes a sandworm and he just sits up there with his human head and arms like this. And then one of the Duncans tried to kill him. So he just rolls over on him and crushes him. That's a scene in the book. I put the book down like, what the fuck am I reading? Why am I reading this? It's because I made a deal with myself that I have to read them. And you were thinking it's just going to get better from here. Uh, After reading Children of Dune, I was hoping it would get better, but secretly considering the fact that it probably won't. So I'm stuck with this now. And actually, man, I never realized how much I relied upon fictional worlds to keep me sane. Because this is actually depressing me. Hmm. A lot of people say, well, put them down, don't read them. Like, well. I made a deal with myself. I made it. Well, and I, and I should read them. If I'm any kind of sci-fi fan, I need to read the fucking thing. 
But I got to tell you, Dan Simmons writes a infinitely better book than fucking, well, at least, well, no, fuck that. Hyperion and Fall of Hyperion are light years better than fucking Dune. I'm just going to go on record and than say the that. first two books. Yes. Of okay. Yes. If they would make it. If they would make fucking Hyperion, you would ever you would forget Dune ever fucking existed. Now don't get me don't get me wrong, Vil. Vilden Wave has really made it into something. Yeah, but he's only going to do the first book, isn't he? Well, yes. Hopefully, he, they don't. well, they don't need to see. If I was a producer and a, a science fiction guy, I'd be like, guys, you can only do the first two. Why? Because the rest of them suck. You can't do anything, you know? I mean, just have the meeting with them and even say, okay, if you really think it's that good, there's Children of Dune. You know what happens in the first two? Read that and tell me what you think. I'm sure Villanueva. And they'd be like, what in the blue fuck is this bullshit? Like, yeah, right? That's what that is. So so there's no real redeeming qualities to this? Leto has become a tyrant. That's not. It's it's 3,000 years after the events of the first iteration of Dune. Doesn't even seem like he has that in him. Well, with the sand thing, with the fucking worm thing, he's almost immortal. So he's 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 created this thing called the golden the golden rule or the golden mean or some fucking horseshit, where it's just this whole. It, it's okay. I was I had a thought. And I thought this was actually pretty a, a decent thought on my point. It is a utopia. It's amazing to me that utopias can be dystopian and dystopias can be utopian because. An example of this would be, okay, you would consider, most people would consider the world of The Last of Us a dystopia. But think about it. Why is it dystopian? Just because there's monsters running around? We have monsters running around now. We call them grizzly bears and Mm -hmm. fucking tigers and shit like Mm -hmm. that. A fucking infected is no more deadly than those things other than the fact that when it bites you, you can can become something else. That's the lone difference between the two. But they'll probably just fucking eat you. So there's that. And if you're smart enough to avoid them, they're dumber than the average fucking predator. They just shuffle through. If they would pin them up in cities and, and fucking just, you know, the, the way they created them for the show makes them much more dangerous. In, in the game, they're not that dangerous at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are if you run into a horde of them. But usually you're not going to. So, but let's examine the world, this dystopia that they live in clean water, a recovered planet, enough space for everybody, enough food for everybody, enough ready-made housing. Nobody goes hungry because you know why? Because the the fucking collapse of the population, there's so much food just left that people don't even have to fucking worry about it anymore. Walking through a world where you get to, it's a museum you get to walk through. You have to be cautious and all those things. Time to think and reflect. No cell phones. Some TVs and stuff like that, but not enough. Not enough that it's going to nothing new. You you watch everything eventually. You'll be like, well, that's it with that, and then you can just go do other things. More room for more creativity. All these things. These are all utopian principles that are in a dystopia. Now let's examine the utopia of Dune. It is a place where human beings have been so ground into peace that they have really forgotten what it is to be human. There is no want, there is no hunger, all those things, but in a much different context. Everybody is stuck. You're not allowed to get out of this thing. Mm. There's really no room for creativity. There's really no room for anything because you have to live this way. It's actually an attempt by Alita to show people this that it's actually not a bad idea, honestly, but he's so unlikable going about it. But that's the way it has to be, that he has to show people this is not what human beings need to be. We shouldn't be seeking peace all the time. We should be chaos and war and all these things because these are the things that make us great in a lot of ways. He has a point. 
Um, that's why we created sports. Well, there, yes, but there's also a, a quote from the fifth man by um, the third man. I think it's the third man. It's a the Orson gray man. Orson Welles is in it, and there's a quote. Hold on, I want to look it up because I want to be sure of this because it's one of my favorite quotes. Look it up. I'm going to uh, put my potato in the oven. Potato? Singular? Yeah, just one tater. Do you have it paused? No, we're still on. Dead air. Yep. Okay. Orson Welles is Harry Lime. That's the character's name. Oh, here we go. This is brilliant. Okay. Harry Lime. He says this to the other character. Don't be so gloomy. After all, it's not all. It's not that awful. Like the fellow says, in Italy for 30 years under the Borgias, they had warfare, terror, murder, and bloodshed, but they produced Mike Michelangelo, Leonardo da Vinci, and the Renaissance. In Switzerland, they had brotherly love. They had 500 years of democracy and peace. And what did they produce? The cuckoo clock. Yeah. I mean, look what we... we That's a brilliant fucking quote. Rock and roll. Comedy. Human beings, and a a great quote from The Matrix, human beings, when they first tried to give them utopia, rebelled against it because they didn't want it. We are defined by our misery and and our chaos and the fact that we need it sometimes. We are... I've talked about this before. The, the downfall of some of uh, of some of the groups because we've lost our warrior past. We've lost what we lost who we were. We are living in a gold mean that's shit, and we've lost what we are. Why do you think we have these kids like tigers pacing the fucking cage, shooting everybody because they can't get those impulses out? You know, and then we're sticking them on drugs and telling them that they're wrong to have the impulses. Mm-hmm. No, you're right to go kick the shit out of that kid. That kid deserves to get the shit kicked out of him, not shoot the kid because you're not allowed to do it. Go beat the shit out of that kid. That kid took your shit, beat the shit out of him. He deserves it. Mm-hmm. Fight club. Exactly. Or put boxing gloves on like they used to and be like, you want to fight? You're going to go out in the yard and fucking settle your shit. <laughs> That's what Larry that Underwood would did. Sa- exactly. That would <laughs> save a generation. Yeah. If you actually had to back up what you're saying with your fists, it would save a generation. Yeah. We're made to struggle. And there's hard, even for the poorest person. That that's not homeless or whatever, but like uh, the homeless actually have far with the people who are happy with being homeless and stuff like that. There, you know, their rates of happiness are actually are actually far greater than people living in middle class existences. It's possible that no, that is actually a factoid. That is in flow. That is in flow theory. The book, but like uh, even like the poorest person, they're fat. They have plenty to eat. Yeah, but they're starving at the same time. Yeah, well, because they're not eating good things. Exactly. But their houses are heated. Their houses are cooled. Exactly. They have everything they need. They're entertained to death. Mm -hmm. We're getting entertained to death, which is part, I'm part of the problem. I do it myself. Well, by creating things? No, by things that have been created. Oh, sure. You know? But I see, I'm going to push back on that a little bit. We're being entertained by things that aren't entertaining. That's true. <laughs> We're sitting and watching it, like George Costanza said. I mean, this is a great quote show. We could call this the quote show. <laughs> Pillow Fort. We're all stars now in, in the, the quote, quote show. show. Um, when he says, it's a show about nothing, then why am I watching? Because it's on TV. Yeah. Like, brilliant. They should have given the guy a fucking job right there. 
He can't, George Costanza could have been the cornerstone of a fucking television empire. Because all you have to do is give the mat. What, what's the? Uh, I know what the saying is. Uh, in Latin, it's panem et, panem et circenses. Bread, Bread and circuses. circuses. Yeah. And that's all you have to fucking give them. You don't let them think. You don't, you know, even the violence has become a, spe- we're spectator violence. The average Roman became that. You know, the Romans by the end were not fighting their own wars. Why? They were incapable. They had sail swords. They, they were hiring better groups of men to do it for them. The Celts were fighting their wars for them by the end. The Germanic tribes were fighting their wars for them by the end. You know, because why? Because those were warrior people still. They could thank God that they actually got pushed onto the British Isles and retained their warrior past a little bit more because that that gives rise to us here in Appalachia. We retained with some of some of that. That's why West Virginians still this day are not to be fucked with. You know, that's like a I think that's a, a common refrain. Right? Some other people don't go there and fuck around, man. They'll fight you. You know, so um, I'm not trying to say we're badasses or anything, but we just as a group we're scrappy. Well, we were willing to go to war a war against our own government because we wouldn't pay us decent wages. Yeah. Any other less than a hundred years ago? Maybe exactly. Years any ago. other group of any other group of people would have turned up their fucking toes and died and not fucking fought. They're like, no, fuck you, we're fighting, and you're gonna have to kill us. And they always did. They dropped bombs on them and everything. They certainly did. I think that is such a feather in our cap as an ethnic, you know, cultural. That is one of the cultural ethnic group. You know what I mean? That is one of the worst things that ever happened. Like the our own military that we pay for attacked us. Yes. So crazy. I mean, that's the American government for you. If you don't fall into line, they have the monopoly on violence. That's John. That's a John Morgan quote right there, and he could not be any more fucking right. Um, so crazy. It's. I don't. I don't believe because now it's become such a thing. When I see something, this will this will go into maybe we start favorite things. Um, when I see something truly great and creative. It changes the game for me. It makes mm-hmm. me feel so much better. You know, makes because you know there's something somebody's out there still doing it. Exactly. And we'll wait for the. I mean, we don't. We're fine. Okay. Um, Across the Spider Verse reinforced this in me. It was so fucking good. It was unreal. Um, it was. It took chances. It fucking developed characters. It took time. It it allowed you. It it took. I mean, again, it took chances. And it built such great characters. I love Miles. I love I love Gwen. I love Spider Punk. You know, he's a black dude in it, and it's fucking awesome because he's one of those Cockney black dudes from England, and it's fucking great. I Hello, like, Governor. Yeah, that, <laughs> I'm a Spider Man. I is. He, I am. He's really awesome. I love that character. Um, the original Peter, they kind of neutered him so far, but that's going to change in the next movie. Um, they betrayed him. In a lot of ways, Miles. I won't tell you what happened because you were going to watch. You're going to want to. Definitely going to see. You're going to want to watch this movie. They betrayed him, and he found out. And there were so many things I did not see coming. Me, who knows when a story is where it's going, I did not see any of it coming. At least three moments in the movie, I was like, "Oh, oh," you know, it's like that. You know, I was just sitting there like like a thirty minute sex scene between all the different Peters. (laughs) There, there was a Peter who was just a dick. No, Um, (laughs) Peter Spider Spidercock. No, the dude, that part was amazing. It was so well made. I like the fact there was an Indian Spider Man, like from India, and it was uh it was Darpinder from fucking Deadpool played his voice. Yeah. They stayed pretty much in comic book people doing these things. I love that because they understand that. 
because people are going to see that. And, hey, that's Darpinder, you know, and maybe in this, in this reality, that is him. You know what I mean? Those things matter. It's like Invincible when they cast Michael Dorn as Battle Beast. Well, we're going to have this warrior creature from this fucking crazy, you know, warlike, you know, warrior group of aliens. Well, who should we get? Somebody just piped up Michael Dorn. You're higher. I mean, locally, locally. Exactly. That's could not. Plus, his voice is really deep and gravelly and suits the character. Could not have a fucking better idea. Great. Good for you. You know, it's. I'm still, we're still cranking out good things, but Disney is stepping on it and doesn't want good things to be made. I, I don't see. And I don't they're even, losing their guy. I don't even. They're losing th- the one guy, fucking uh, uh, James Gunn's guy. Yeah. yeah. He's done. He's done with it. I, I can pr- predict what's going to happen with the new Superman movie. It's not going to follow any of the rules and it's going to try to get canceled and people will be like, fuck you. You know, it's going to, and, it, and it's going to totally, and across the Spider-Verse did that kind of it, it, itself. It destroyed the Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid, man, I don't really care about that. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Um, I was hoping it would be good, but it's not even, it's not even the race swapping thing. How's the bird talking underwater? <sighs> what bird? There's the bird that sings uh, underwater. It's played by the, the, the Asian chick. I don't, oh, uh, Aquafina, yeah. who can't sing. Yeah. Didn't need to. She's fine. I haven't seen the movie. I've just seen that scene. It's like, they're underwater right now. How's this well, bird? But she's terrible. Yeah, she's really terrible. She sucks. Um, she's not been good at anything. She changed her accent because people were mad at her because she sounded like Cultural appropriation. Woman. Yeah. Um, I, That's how you know she was actually culturally appropriating whenever she changes her accent. <laughs> yeah, well, she tried to stick to some kind of bullshit. I'm from the Bronx or something. I'm like, no, you're not. I think she actually is from there. I'm sure she is, but you know what I mean. Like, you know, you're not. You're making that up. Uh, you're making up the circumstances that you're cre- that you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, so, across the Spider Verse, fucking tremendous, man. Um, even Dune, in, in my dislike of it, at least took chances. They didn't pay off, but they took chances. They were he was willing to create a character that was unlikable, or hey, a whole book full of characters that unlikable, a, a fucking menagerie <laughs> of characters of characters that I liked and loved at one point, that liked and loved each other, that were willing to turn on each other. That happened. I'm like, what the fuck am I reading this for? That's like the Starks turning on each other. It's like professional wrestling with all heels. Exactly. It no good, no good at all. Um, That's the thing about uh, George R. R. Martin's characters. I like all of them a little bit. Even if I, he has so I can love a to fucking, well, he has such a tremendous ability to just create a character that even if you hate him, you're entertained by him. Tywin yeah. Lannister is a motherfucker, but I love him. Joffrey. Fucking Stannis. Just an absolute Stannis. <laughs> Team Stannis. All day. <laughs> pause it. Not good. Not good. Um, Chuck just down to was that a twelve ounce bottle of water and sixteen maybe sixteen sixteen point nine ounces <laughs> in less than seven seconds. Neat. That's how I used to drink beer, by the way. <sighs> um, when Stannis is interrogating, it's toward the end of the book. Mm-hmm. I forget who he's who's he, he's interrogating the Maester from the Dreadfort, I believe, trying to get what was in his letters being sent. Mm-hmm saying some of the most hilarious shit that he doesn't find funny at all. But like when you're reading it, you're like, this guy's so fucking funny. Well, it's like the fucking shit when he was talking to fucking uh, Janice Slint and Slint's trying to kiss his ass. And he says one of the best quotes. He's just like, 
you know, and he didn't say it to be funny. He didn't say it like we'd say it like that. Like, you know, in trying to play to the room, he's just saying it as a matter of fact. He's like, my brother Robert knew you were on the take and you were slimy. But his reasoning was, well, they're all slimy. At least I can count on them to be that, you know, basically call him a scumbag to his mm-hmm. face. And I, the fact that that motherfucker has to sit there and eat it, because if he doesn't, Stannis will get out of his chair and kill him. Yeah. So <laughs> you never see really Stannis fighting, but I get the feeling that Stannis can fuck Stannis, fight. He, he can throw down. All the Baratheon boys could fight to a certain degree. Renly was the least, of course, but Renly too pretty. He was big and strong, but he just didn't want to get his clothes dirty. Yeah. I mean, he could probably knock you out if he hit you. He's a big dude. Um, Robert just being fucking the monster. You know, Robert at his height, I'd put against nearly anybody. Sir Barrison would carve him up. He'd piece him up. Um, Robert's a brawler. Yeah, and Sir Barrison would have to be careful. Yeah, of course. But he would know to be careful. He's like, I can't close with this guy. He's just too big and strong. I'm just going to bleed him. He's... Prick him a bunch of times and let him bleed, and then he'll die. That's what he'd do. He's like, but he, but I can hear him saying in his head, he's just like, that's a lot of cuts, though. This yeah. guy's not going to want to go down because he's damn near unkillable, you know. So he's like Michael Myers. He's just fucking like probably as strong as the mountain, you know, but in a more compact package. The way he's described in the book, I, I picture him being like six six. He is six six, probably like three seventy, three fifty at least. And it's when he's fat, though, he's got he's probably 500 gut, but not like in his prime. Oh, and it, gut, well, muscle, not, muscle gut. Yeah. Like yeah. a power lifter. Gut. Right. So like uh, Eddie Hall. Somebody like, yeah, that. I would say, though, but more handsome because yeah, they, they good looking because even Ned talked about how he said uh, how he imagined Robert. He said uh, six foot, six and a half feet tall, muscle like a maiden's dream. You know, it's um, I, I uh, fan casted. Steely Pate for Duncan Egg. Steely Pate's the armor in the first book. <laughs> and I, I want him to be Eddie Hall. That's actually not a bad choice, yeah. but Eddie Hall's a little too tall. Yeah. Steely Pate's really short. Okay, so we need somebody. He's probably, he's almost midget size. Okay, he is, isn't he? Okay. He's, never, an, aw- he's an awesome character, though. I like the fact that he doesn't bullshit. Yeah. He's like, I'm not, I'm not going to give you fucking horns or fucking wings or anything. I, build, I, I make good steel, and that's what I put out. You know? I, <clears throat> how do you think they should make the Duncan egg thing? Should it be a little more light? Like, yes, of course. I think you should hear Dunk's inner monologue because that is half the book. Every time um, he does something dumb, Dunk the lungs thick as a castle. That's wall. risky. Um, done in the right hands, it could be great. Yeah. Um, all, but again, risk. You know, even I don't like when they take risks and like they could really fuck this up. But when they do and it pays off, you're glad they did it. I would. You know what I would like to see it shot as um, when they, like Excalibur, that misty kind of distant old, old merry old London kind of feel to it. That's the way fucking Westeros was then. You know, yeah, this was a better dragons time. were. You know, they were, they were still there, but they were uh, they were, the the magic had gone out of the world. Like that's what London was. Like England was like in the almost in the King Arthur tales that the, the there was a time during Duncan Egg the dragons are gone they yes recently like within no the there, last was, 50 there was there was well there was one dragon still alive I think they think it was it was alive in Dunk's lifetime I think so I think by then but it was it was a yeah scrawny little thing it, it was, was the the one that Tywin described as his head was no bigger than an apple yeah um 
there's that. And the world honestly is better for it in a lot of ways. Like it's a much more peaceful place. Everybody lives in a time of plenty. Life is easy. The only thing you really have to worry about is tournaments and things like that. That's the way you depict it. There are no, there's nothing heavy going on. Now, by the third act, when you're doing the Sworn Sword or no, the Mystery Knight, you build the Blackfires in there, you know, and the Blackfires, they're the whole, going, thing, the whole thing revolves around the Blackfires. It does. Honestly, the second one, because the guy who had his lands taken because he supported the wrong dragon. Yes. And uh, Sir Rohan, Humphrey. Yeah, and Rohan Weber. And like, I can't wait to see who they put, who they cast as her. It's got to be a hot redhead. Oh, yeah. With the like long a braid, little, a little long braid and shit, yeah. Like five foot two. The spy, she's the spider lady or some shit. Yeah, um, I love that character. I love that man. I love that book. Like it, it's it's a it's a real fucking toss up. Which one of those books? I think I still like the uh, the Hedge Knight the best, uh, just because of the, the trial by seven. I mean, it's so good. it's the the best. Apparently, later on, with it hasn't been written yet, but he has to fight the Laughing Storm. And beats him. And he beats him. Yeah. There's actually a... Uh, what a fucking turn. There's actually a, a piece of fan art with that show oh, yeah. depicting that. Oh, yeah. And that's one of the most famous yeah, pieces of fan art. He's like got the horns on. He's got his hammer back looking at him, you know. Um, Which he would have been probably Robert's grandfather. Yes. He would have been Lord Stefan's father. Man. I hope they write it. I hope it gets written. So You so got to think, man. It. It's crazy to think that Sir Barrison is a living tie-in. To all that stuff. And then Nan was, you know, fucking, was fucking dunk. You know, it's, it's, yeah, I, I've thought about it, like how the people that we at least assume are, are dunks lineage. There's little dunks run all over the place that we don't know about. I'm right. sure. But the Cleganes, I, I guarantee. I guarantee. Yeah. Um, but like, we know Brienne is probably Definitely. dunks great granddaughter. And we know Hodor, Hodor. And they have the same story as dunk. They're the the lone wolf and cup. Mm-hmm. There, she's she's hauling around fucking Podrick, trying to teach him. Trying oh, to fuck, him. man! I didn't think about that. And then you got Hodor hauling around Bran. Yeah, it's kind Good of call, the same. Man. I didn't kind catch of the that. same story. It is, and he does like to do things that rhyme. Yeah, I mean that's that's one of the things I love about him. Um, I'm guessing maybe if uh, the Clegane's are related to him, maybe. well, Arya and Sandor. Yeah, same same deal. Now Gregor. He's just a piece of shit. Yeah. Like that, that fucking story they tell where he rapes that girl, that 13 year old girl. From, I mean, I don't care how big a fucking guy he is. You're going to have to kill me. Somebody's got to kill him. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to kill me. I'm not, I'm not allowing that to happen. Yeah. I'm not going to beat that guy, but I'm not standing there and letting that happen. No, you're going to have to kill me. Yeah. I'm picking up a kitchen knife and if I can get you in a rush, I'm going to stick it in your fucking neck. You're not immortal. You know, you're damn near seven feet tall. I'm going to have to jump, <laughs> but you can, you can be damn sure that I'm going to be, you know, I'm a 250 pound man. I don't care how big that fucker is. If I'm coming at you in a rush, that's a lot of fucking man coming at you. You know, how a fucking dog, a small dog running at you is a terrifying thing. You know what I mean? I'm not saying he'd be scared. He's too much of a fucking lunatic to be scared. I, th- I think, um, a lot of the reason, well, I guess most of the reason why the hound hates knights so much. He doesn't want to be known as a knight is because his brother's such a absolutely, piece of shit. Absolutely. Sandor would have been uh, a good man had he not been born in the Clegane, uh, in the Clegane clan. I can't wait to see what happens to him. If we get to see that. Look forward to it. What's that? To uh, the hound. It'll be, it'll, it'll pattern. It'll, it'll mirror what happened on the show. 
It'll be very similar. Some man, some of the things the show did were just fucking great. Now, some things weren't good, but most things with the show were great. I, I I don't like the fact that the the ending is so reviled that people want to forget the show. And also, too, man, let's just be let's just call it how it is. Amelia Clark is not a very good actress. I liked her. I don't think she's very good. That's she's probably not. watching her watching her performance is one of the hardest things for me to go back and do again. I usually fast forward the scenes she's in. I'm like, I can't do this. She gets better as she goes. She does. But she also, when she gets surrounded with better characters, yeah. you know, she gets better. Like, uh, Jason Momoa was great as Drogo. He should have done some squats, though. My God, the guy's legs were fucking pathetic. But anyway. <laughs> Why do you think they filmed him in fucking hip, uh, waist-deep water in Aquaman? Because he's never done a fucking calf raise or a squat in his life. But anyway. <laughs> Favorite things. What else you got? Uh, well, across the Spider-Verse, the fact that Annie was here and we had the best time. Um we went uh, for my birthday. We went down to the pitch in Kanawha City, and Ben bought me uh, bought me dinner and all that stuff. And uh, what's the pitch? It's Ooh. this uh, sports thing. It's a sports bar down in. Uh, it's where Blockbuster used to be in Kanawha City. Oh, right on. I've seen it. Uh, it's it's actually a very nice place. Um, the little waitress seemed to be hitting on me, which I found weird. Nice. Um, you know, I'm spoken for, and you know, even if I wasn't, she wasn't my type. Um, but she was. It was nice for that to happen. Um, I, it was just, man. We had. I was wanting to take Annie to like Green Bank stuff like that, but she just wanted to hang around the house and and you know go to Fayetteville. And we went. Um, we drove up. We drove through. Uh, well, this is a good thing. We drove up through Drennan. And it stopped at the dairy bar and got an ice cream. Hell yeah. And dude, that fucking soft storm ice cream they got is fucking. That used to be ran by my cousin. Dude, it's fucking good, dude. It's it's really good food. It was really good. I, I, the family might still run it, but he he passed away years, year or so ago, two years maybe. That's terrible. Scott. They were running it for a long time. I just love that that road, that stretch of road. It's beautiful. You're going up through Lockwood, places I can like still that. still driving with my eyes closed. Well, they're and they're also doing like a lot of work to it, and I know why they are. It's because it's they know what's coming. People like, are going to skip Summersville. It's paved out of Golly Bridge, like in yeah. perfect paving. Like that's haven't been pra- paved in, in all my life. That shit's never been fucking paved. I mean, it might as well have been fucking rock at one point, and then it's like perfectly smooth. Like, ah, oh, I wonder why they're doing this because all the fucking people going up through Summersville, they know what's going to happen. Um, the the dairy bar too, man, is they're going to get. Mobs. Fat Eddie's still on 129. Dude, Fat sure Eddie's was getting fucking mobbed. It's been there we were, since I was a kid. Yeah. It was they were getting killed when we were driving through. Good there. dogs. Yeah. Got some oh good yeah, dogs. yeah. The fucking barbecue, dude. I remember the I was up with Amanda's family and she brought me one. I was like, oh my God. I, you know, it was the best. I just love Somersville Lake. I love that area. Uh it's just I don't know, it's a I hate to say it because it's a overused thing. It's a magical area for me. It just feels really good to be up there. It feels different than Fayetteville. It's, it's got a uh, it's got a beach community vibe. Yeah, and it's also for some g- reason they hate fun. You know what I mean? In a sense, yeah. I mean, the government there hates, but fun. it's also got a. But I like that in a way because they they don't deal with chuckleheads. You fuck around, you get kicked out. Yeah, you know? I should know because I used to go up there. I mean, for, for me, I used to hate going up there. I, I I went up there and got drunk and did wild shit at the same time, and then I was just like, why did I do that? And then after that, the idea. 
going out there and being with family and being and the idea of assholes like me, mm-hmm. like I used to be, and my friends going up there just made me get my back up. I was like, if anybody comes over here talking shit or acting like an asshole with, with this little girl around, they're getting fucking punched, you know, and, and there, there would have been no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So, um, I, I just, you know, going up there and being with her family, and you know, I just, I love it. It's my, some of my favorite things. But, um, sharing it with Annie and going up there too. And uh, she loved it up there. She went down and got in the water. Like we walked down beside the the long point. Yeah, you know. And she got down there and w- w- got in the water. And um, did you go on Long Point Trail or did you go? No, it's uh, Salmon Run, right across the little bridge where the fucking where the dam actually is. When you oh on, on Route One Twenty Nine. Yes. Okay. That, yeah. That would be roadside park we used to jump off the rocks there yeah so we to jump off rocks there. we walked well it's across from roadside park it's on the other side okay okay yeah where you can walk down to the water yeah she went down there and got in there and she took pictures i mean she loves west virginia and she posted something on uh she posted pictures of her out there and she put montani semper libri on it and i was just like i got choked up i was like she loves she loves it here she came down to the house and sat on the dock and did practiced her drumming she just, to the delight of all the neighbors, I'm sure. Well, no, not with a drum, with a pad. Yeah, um, she was just, you know, we went to the music store. I got her, uh, I got her t-shirt and some sticks and what kind of sticks. Uh, well, they weren't. She is a she She's likes a Vic, uh, Vic Firth, but yeah. we didn't get Vic Firth because they were selling these ones out of a out of a bin. They were five dollars a piece, so I bought her like five five sets. <gasps> um, looked at a bass myself because I was the guy was trying to get me to buy a bass. And I was just like, I just mentioned that I would like to learn the bass. That didn't mean I'm buying one. You know, it's a $300 investment. And know? did they have left-handed ones? I would just learn how to play right, probably. Okay. That's what I did. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that'd be a problem for me, actually. Um, the way, See, I've always said, like, you're doing all of the intricate things on the neck of the instrument with your left hand. I don't understand why this isn't left-handed. Right. I don't understand that. You're picking with your right hand, and you're fingering the fretboard with your left hand. The left hand should, is well, the one that should be. Doing- it's because your dominant hand is the power hand. It's not. It's not. Okay. It's not the finesse hand. Like this, you know. You'd think that the jab being the most important punch, I would do with my left. No, I do it with my right because I'm coming with the fucking left with a cross. You know what I mean? So you don't have to finesse it. Um, I guess I'm truly ambidextrous. Sort of half ambidextrous. My grandmother was. She could like. It was. Uh, it was crazy how she like when you eat a steak. I'm left-handed, and I, and I eat left-handed. I put the food to my mouth with the left hand, but I'm able to cut the steak with my right hand. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people, they use their, they hold the fork with their right hand, cut the steak, or uh, they hold the fork with their left hand, cut the steak, yeah. then switch the fork over to their right hand to eat. I do that. I've seen left-handed people do that, except for reverse, and I'm just able to cut it and shove it in my mouth. <sighs> that's why, I think that's why a lot of people cut their steak up entirely before they eat it. Yeah, definitely. Um what else? I just uh, the gym. I started the uh, Mad Cow. I've got the app on my phone. What's that? It's a uh, it's a progression from strong lifts five by five, and it's a really good program. Um, you're squatting three times a week, benching twice. I'm able to bench again a little bit, but man, it's just the the nerve damage from my shoulder being dislocated is never going to go away. So I'm never going to be what I was bench pressing, but. Um, my shoulder press is actually, I think it's going to be as, at, at some point just going to be ever been as good as it ever was, you know? Um, plus my 
row is you're actually programming the row too. So that I love that because you know that, that was I'm I'm still convinced that I can row four oh five at, at some point. Um, at least four oh five. What was uh, strong lifts? It was five by five mm-hmm. too, right? All right, on strong lifts is classic five by five. Okay, on uh, let's say you do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm-hmm. Workout A is squat five, five by five, five sets of five. Bench, bench five by five. Bench row. And barbell row five by five. Yeah. Tuesday would be, or the next day would be squat, but it would be four by five. Yes, and it's a lighter weight. Uh, overhead In, press. Incline bench. Well, they you can substitute. They substitute. I like overhead better. I do too. And then uh, workout deadlift. C. Workout C is squat four by five, then one by three, then one by eight. Okay, so it gives you a little, a few more reps. Yeah. Uh, bench four by five, one by three, one by eight. And barbell row, four by five, one by three, one by eight. What's assistance mean? At the bottom, it's uh, assistance. assistance means assistance work, like uh, curls or. Oh, okay. Yeah. I do. Actually, I, I incorporated Mike Mincer's, uh arm workout into it, and I like it a lot because I'm not doing two hour arm workouts anymore. I mean, it's, those were pointless anyway. They weren't pointless because my arms got really strong. But they just quit growing at one point because I just they just had no opportunity to grow. Now they're growing again. I can tell. Like all my shirts are getting small again. Um, you know, the boxing, I've, I've been training. My footwork's gotten me and John sparred, and I was actually doing really well. Like he'd be coming at me, I'd back up. You know, and I'm I noticed I'm doing this thing. Like mm-hmm. and, I, and I wasn't even trying. It's just like instinctual. That way I can like. I can show a different look, and then I get my hands up, and then I throw a jab. Yeah. And he had me do the one, two, one, two, the one, one, two, one, two, three. You know, it's just like one, two, three is pop, pop, pop. You know, and it's just like almost musical, and it's I love it. Um, where my shoulder was dislocated, my right had nothing on it. Like now, my right has a lot on it. What a stank! It's not as good as my left, man. If I was lay my left into you. If I catch anybody with my left in the jaw of the temple, you're fucking going out. Like that's there's a lot of power behind that. I mean, I'm proud. To, I mean, that's one of the things I'm, I'm not proud of. A lot of things. That's one of the things I'm proud to say is that my left hook is fucking devastating. So, um, it, it, again, it's a nice feeling knowing you've got that. You know, mm-hmm. it makes you a better person. Makes you calmer. Like in any situation, like I could knock you the fuck out right now. I'm, I'm choosing not to do that. I'm choosing to be a nice person. I'm not being a nice person because I can't do anything. You know what I mean? That's that's not being a nice person. That's being weak. Yeah. So um, there was that little bit of guilty. I felt guilty about it, but felt really good when I just fucking crushed that goddamn speed bag and knocked it off the fucking thing and broke the screws. And that was, I was like, holy shit, you know. And it's it was a little bit bad because of all the property damage that you got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a little bit. Uh, but again, it wasn't, it was built for somebody just getting in shape. It wasn't built to really take a punch, you know, but you'd really had to hit it hard to do that. Yeah. So, um, but it, it made me mad too, because I was actually starting to get the rhythm down the rhythm, yeah. and I was, I was, uh, and I really got it going at one point. I had it going for You're like, I'm doing it. Like, Oh shit. Then you get in your head too much. Like I'm doing it. Ah, fucked up, you know? So, but I still train. Um, I'll be training again tomorrow. I just took, well, I was going to take today off and then, yeah, post holes. What are you thinking post holes for? We need a fence to go on the back of the property for the Airbnb mm. for insurance purposes. Of course. So we had to 
dig post holes, or rather, I had to dig. Probably going to put a gate on the uh, on the fence. You the don't have to do down. That. You okay. don't have to do that. Um, but we had to lay in the concrete, all that shit. Man, those fu- that digging through that bamboo is yeah, awful. bamboo's hard. Yeah, I mean, I had to get a slate bar. It's so it insane how light and fluffy that is, and how hard it is. It's like uh, you ever felt a cord of uh, uh, hemp or marijuana. Yes, that. It, it weighs nothing, but if you whip somebody with it, it hurts like a motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I'm glad we have it because everybody else, like a bunch of the neighbors killed all their bamboo. Like, I mean, just basically dynamited it out of the fucking bank and killed it. If you do that, you are giving up your riverbank because there's nothing holding it together. Yeah. Our bamboo is still very much alive and we are keeping it that way, even letting parts of it grow for a while before we cut it back down. I don't see why people wouldn't f- see that. Like, this strong as plant is holding this together. It's holding. I mean, it, the the river has been up like over the stairs, and it didn't go anywhere. Plus, we've dumped fucking. Uh, one day I dumped. It had to be a couple thousand pounds of rock in the river. Like just picking it up, wheelbarrow, wheeling it down, throwing it in there, going to get another. That shit has really helped me get in shape. You know, get in better shape. At least cardiovascularly, you know, so it's, it's, it's actually, I, I really enjoy working it. I actually don't eat before we do all that work. Yeah. I do it on an empty stomach, which is nuts because it's so fucking demanding, but it just feels, feels good to do it. It feels better to do it that way. Um, you don't want to be weighed down because I know how you eat. You eat a fucking half pound of bacon and <laughs> six eggs because that's what I do. <laughs> right. It's true. Um, I went to the grocery store today, um, bought, you know, I'm trying to clean my diet up. I know Mike Mincer though is a big believer in he said the 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 low carb thing is fucking dumb. He's like, that's dumb because your 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 body runs on carbohydrates. You need carbohydrates. He said sugar's a different matter, but he's like, these people promoting all this is they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And Mike Mincer was it just depends on what you want to do. Well, man, it's and it's all it's I think it's all correct. But yeah. I mean, because the human body can run on different things. That's proven. There's so many different kind of humans that eat different kind of diets, and they're perfectly healthy. Um, it also comes back down to activity as well. Your activity yeah. level. If a guy you, like him, exactly. Can, or Michael Phelps was eating forty five thousand calories. A yeah, day, so. I mean, exactly. And I and that's what I try to do is like I'm eating this oatmeal with half a stick of butter and brown sugar in it. Because I'm going to be working out and working in a fucking steel mill and doing other shit besides, I'm going to eat it anyway. I don't, you know, and plus I'm not, I like food. I'm it's not going to burn it off. Exactly. So, and then I, then I fast for, you know, most of the day until like usually a, a good 16 hour usually, but not always. Like if I feel like I have to eat, I'll go ahead and eat. But if I don't, I'm like, I'm not hungry. I'll just keep going and, uh, feel really good doing that. Um, I don't know. I like the the Mad Cow because you have to take days off. <clears throat> and I was listening to Mike Mike Benzer a lot, and he's just like, uh, "Well, what do I do on the days off?" He's like, "People ask me what do I do." He's got a very distinct way of speaking. He's like, "Read, sit, <laughs> think, <you> jack know? <laughs> off." <laughs> I mean, they always talk about his training is bullshit and all that. He's like, "Well, he was on steroids." Like, yeah, he was, man. But you don't just steroids, automatically get jacked. From steroids, steroids is recovery. Steroids is not. It doesn't just. You know, 
the the conversation of steroids has gotten so fucking crazy because you have you it's like any issue you have people who are diametrically opposed about it and can't see each other's side there's nothing wrong with steroids the pro steroid people though like to paint it as it's healthy it is not the anti-steroid people like to paint it as it's evil it is not that either it is what you've chosen as your lifestyle and the risks you're willing to take and all those things but do not sell it like this is a healthy lifestyle and I'm it's, living my life. Not, fuck you. It's the no, same thing as heroin. Like heroin is not in itself evil. It exactly. Can, it's it a pain relieving thing. Yeah, exactly. But I'm saying that like the CrossFit people and the Instagram personalities, all that stuff, if they're not denying outright, denying taking steroids, which they do most of the time, they're saying they use euphemisms, all that shit to try to paint it as like this. I'm grabbing life by the horns. No, you're shortening your life for performance. That's okay. But just admit that. And quit bullshitting people. But then the people on the left, they if they want to live like that, keep your fucking nose out of it. That's none of your business. You know, I, I like to argue with both sides of, of an issue because they're usually just screaming and not listening to what each other are having to say. Yeah. So uh, it's like the whole uh, this whole cultural thing. You know, the cultural appropriation, all that bullshit. You know. You have people who want to be gatekeepers of things. You can't use that. Says who? You? Fuck you. You know, and they don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. Like the whole thing with, oh, uh, you can't have braids. Because I'm like, no, braids are Viking stuff. It's called a Dutch braid. Mm -hmm. Because the Dutch people who were Vikings braided their hair that way to keep it out of their way when they're hewing people with fucking axes. Whenever they're (laughs) murdering people (laughs) with arcs. Exactly. Shut your fucking mouth and learn something before you start running your fucking cocksucker. You know, and that's and that's what every group, every group who cries that shit, and you know, it's just that's that's a that's a favorite thing is being able to see both sides of an issue and not screaming at people because I don't want to see what they have to say. Sit, read the opposition, and see what the opposition has to say. They might they might just make a good point, mm-hmm. but that's what you're scared about because if they make a good point, then you look like an asshole, you know, and that's what they fucking do, man. The white supremacists and the, Af- and the fucking hardcore Afrocentrists who, who are you know, black supremacists, watching them argue is so amusing because well, eventually both, they come to the same point. Well, exactly. They're both <laughs> dopes. They're just fucking dopes who don't understand anything. You know, we need safe spaces because, you know, of this. And we want to be segregated because of this. Like, well, you exactly. You want the same fucking thing just for different reasons. Mm-hmm. You sound like a bunch of idiots, you know, so I don't know. Eventually, they'll just start agreeing with each, with each other. I wish they would. We should have our own places. So we're, we're, it's only us and blah, blah, blah. Well, a lot of the Afro- So should we. Yeah, a lot of the Afrocentrists want a black ethno state. If you want that, go do it. You know? And a lot of the white people want a white ethno state. If you want to go that and do that too, why don't you? Why don't you two groups of fuckheads go do that? And the rest of us who are reasonable fucking human beings will carry on with the experiment. Fuck off, and the rest of us can live a a, a peaceful life. You know, I, I can't stand either one of them. Any any group on that on any side of that fucking racism issue, they're all a bunch of fucking idiots. But anyway, um, I don't know. Favorite things, uh. Uh, a song, a new, a song I'd heard before uh, by Face to Face, but I had forgotten what a great fucking song it was. It's, uh, I love that band, Face to Face. Let me pull up this. Is it song. like an eighties band? No, 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 not at all. They're a punk band. Um, we had an episode taken down recently because we played too much of a song. Which episode was it? 
Um, I think the name of the episode was I couldn't think of a name of the episode, something like that. No. It's, it's an old one, but yeah. I was like, wow, they're coming, coming hard. That's re- it's called uh, I'm Not Afraid by Face to Face. It's a good fucking tune. I can't play it, but um, I'm afraid to now. Well, I don't think it's them, man. This that's not even on no. major, major major label release. But uh, they could be distributed by the Universal Music Group. That's fair. That's who distributes everybody, right? And that's who keeps taking down my fucking episodes, bastards. Mm, face to face. It's called I'm Not Afraid. You can at least, I mean, you'll, you'll see why Just I like it. a few seconds of it yeah. and see what happens. Mm-hmm. It just opens up like a fucking perfect punk tune. It's on one of their earlier albums. They released a new album like a couple years ago. Let's get a little bit. It's good stuff, man. It's a long intro, boys. They're, they they actually do that on quite a few of their songs. I just I love them. I think they're stripped down. They're fucking. They've got enough uh, spring in it that it makes me happy. They've got enough uh, growl to it that it you know makes you give that punk rock feeling. I they're my favorite band right now. Um, they've surpassed. Uh, my, my, when I first got into punk, it's like the prog- I, it's a pretty natural progression. Uh, it, it, was, it was, of course, something more poppy. It was a uh, bad cop, bad cop. Mm-hmm. They were, I love them. Then it moved to uh, Teenage Bottle Rocket. I still love them. Um, and now it's gone into something more, uh, you know, more cl- closest to the spirit of the original thing. Uh, I still can't do. Uh, I don't like the Sex Pistols. I don't like uh, if it if it's atonal. I can't get into it. I love harmony, but I love it to be growly. I like to be aggressive, but I also like to be happy. You know, and that's that's face to face. Even though they a lot of their tunes are heavy, man. They're fucking, you know, they they discuss a lot of but one of their songs, if I was ever gonna be a fighter, that would be my ring song. It's called oh, Walk yeah. the Walk. I mean oh, it's yeah. fucking that's a great it's a name. <laughs> it's a great tune. The lyrics go, I hear you talk the talk, but I don't see you walk the walk. And it's like fucking I'll play it off I'll play it for us after the show, but it's a it's it's the best. It would be a great ring tune. Um walkout song. Yeah, walkout song. Um Why don't you take a fight at the rough and rowdy? Oh God, no. Come on. Too fucking old for that shit. I think I have a busted fucking hand. I think I broke one of my knuckles and didn't realize it. Um, other than that, man, I mean, it's just, you know, it's been, it's just been a good, it's been a good stretch, man. I have no complaints. Happy most of the time, you know, so. Let's see. I got, uh, I'm getting ready to finish Better Call Saul. That'll be good. Is it as good as Breaking Bad? Yeah, it's great. It's great. Is it better? I don't know about better. It's been a long time since I watched Breaking Bad. I need to get into that. I need to get into Better Call Saul. I got the big TV downstairs. It's a perfect opportunity to get in shit like All of that. it's on Netflix right yeah. now. Um, it's great. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much, but it's, I started it. It's wonderful. Yeah, I started I, I, I finished Breaking Bad, which is one of the few things I've ever finished. Um, um, what else? I haven't started reading the next one, next book that I wanted to read. Gunslinger. I haven't started it yet. I'm just coming down. Well... I've been watching YouTube of lore for 
Song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> yeah. and That's a deep fucking fucking so dive much. right there, man. So with much. with so many great contributors. Alt Shift yeah. X, uh, Lucifer means Lightbringer. Lightbringer, fucking Quinn's ideas. Uh, yes. There's uh, in deep key. ideas of ice and fire. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so many of them and you, you'll never run out and they all have a different take. That's one of the ones who, who run, I think it's ideas of ice and fire who got me in it, wanting me to read Dune. And I want to, I would like to have a fucking discussion with the guy face of feeling. What the <laughs> fuck were you thinking? These aren't good. <laughs> the first oh, there's a, good. Oh, uh, for one thing I forgot. Uh, I, there's a, another fantasy series out there that is along the same lines as Game of Thrones. People are loving it. It's by, uh, called by Joe Abercrombie. The first play is called The Blade Itself. And it's people, even people I, who I know love Game of Thrones are being like, which is better? I don't know. You know, really? yes. So that's a tough pill to swallow, though, because after you've read that, you're like, oh, fuck you. What, what else could be that good? It's it, everything's so good. Like, it's so funny. And when it's not funny, the drama's really good. And the action's good. He describes everything great. The food descriptions are great. The description yeah, of what everybody's wearing. The like, fact that he every other it seems like every other chick he describes in the fucking book has gigantic, gigantic tits. tits. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, George. And if they don't definitely have, a tit man. If they don't have gigantic tits, he makes sure to explain that too. Right. As though he's disappointed in this right. character that he's created. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't your tits big? He's talking about Sansa when she was riding around the fucking uh when she was riding around the yard and her blouse wasn't big enough and her tits are bouncing out of it and everybody's watching her. Like George, did we really need this? She's eleven. Right? No, this was 13. she was old she was older at this point. Um but yeah, it's 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 hard to to do anything else once you got George, you know. It is. Um but I, I will say, man, Tad Williams, if you wanna I'll try. Um, I got a big uh, disc golf tournament tomorrow at Where's Lake Stevens. Lake Stevens. Yeah. Where is that? It's uh, past Beckley. Mm. It's about an hour and five minutes from here. Two rounds on the the disc golf course is finally officially open. I've been playing playing that course since maybe April of last year, mm. but it's officially open now. They got T signs and everything in it, so people know where to go. Um, Do you think West Virginia is becoming a disc golf mecca? It can. All they got to do is build the courses. If you build it, they will come. I'm still saying. There's man. so much pox nest. There's so many places ideal. to Isn't put. Isn't it just ideal? It would be. Yeah. It would be for a big open bomber style course. You could put three courses there. You could make a big one and then do like, that could be like a PGA type thing. Yeah. It would be PDG. Like, yeah. Professional disc offices. Um, they, they, it could be. There's so much land that's not used. You mm. could have the most awesome wooded courses. Elevation change, all this. Plus, shit. the the upkeep would be easier because it's still got that golf grass in it. Yeah, that's like really resistant and doesn't want to be grown over. All you have to do is go through once and whack it. And off. also, we don't care about uh, about the grass. Mow, right. it, mow it once a month for a disc golf, and and if you have an event there, then you go and you mm. tidy it up and everything. But as far as woods courses go, maybe weed eat around the tee pad sometimes. Um, if a branch starts uh, getting too low where you can't throw around it, maybe cut it in half. You still want some of it there mm-hmm. as an obstacle. Uh, but wooded courses, you don't have to do hardly any maintenance to them. You get them cut in there, and then the players keep the weeds tamped down. What about the one up there in Fentville? Is it is it done? The, the one at the old school? Yeah, it's done. It's, it's a done. nine-holer. There's another one going in somewhere around Fayetteville called Needle's Eye. I haven't been to it yet, but people really like it. 
I need to just, I just love it up there, man. The way they're embracing everything. And yeah, they could, um, the entire state, they could make this sort of like what Charlotte is. Well, no, you know what it could be? It could be a West coast, Colorado. Yeah, it could be East coast, Colorado. Sorry. You know where it's, we've got rafting outdoor stuff, hippie stuff, you know, skiing, all that crap. Mm -hmm. What else? Uh, I'm excited about the tournament in the morning. Should be fun. I'm playing on a, in a group with people that I know and like, so that'll be fun. Maybe they'll let me cheat. Hopefully none of them want to keep scoring. I can just shave some, shave some strokes. You're going to be like uh, Judge Smales on Caddyshack. Yeah. Yeah. But I, sometimes I get tempted to, to <laughs> shave. Like, yeah, they wouldn't notice, but I don't. I love that one. One of the, part, my one of the parts of Caddyshack where the, He's a reverend, knocks one in. He's like, mark me down. Mark me down for five. Gabe guys goes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get that. I have i don't mean to interrupt you, but I i forgot to mention I've been on a Blu-ray buying spree, and I've yeah. gotten so many good Blu-rays. Uh, and Caddyshack will definitely be one of those. Oh, That's it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. Caddyshack 2 is even better. I kid. I'm joking, I of course. Kid, I kid. Um. Can't really think of anything else. Uh, just being alive is fun. Mm. I'm excited to get the song out whenever we can get that completed. Yeah. And finish the rest of the album whenever we can do that. That'll be great. Summer, springs and summers are more fun than they used to be, aren't they? Yeah. I used to dread them. Because it's so hot all the time. Well, and you're fat and you don't want to do it, go out and do anything. Yeah. But now that we're all... Now all I want to do is go out and do things. Right. Now we're all... All of us, the... First Family of Fun became so active. Like, mm-hmm. we're all very svelte now. Well, some of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel like a dipshit for wasting my 20s and most of my 30s getting hammered all the time. And, ah, man. We, I, yeah. That's just what you're supposed to do. I know. And I wish I would have been more spry, like, to be able to do some of the stuff I want to do. Like, yeah, I'm still going to do the kayak thing. I'm going to do the hiking thing and all that stuff. I'm, I'm building towards that. And I feel, you know, I just turned 46. I got all my fifties, you know, so, and in my sixties too, I'm going to yeah. be one of those guys. You can, you can stay active. I play disc golf with people in their seventies and eighties and they're getting around. Yeah. They're, um, and I also play with some in their twenties and thirties that aren't getting around very good. Right. So I was like, hey, maybe you need to keep doing this. So you'll be able to get around when you get old. Right. I'm a firm reliever in if you don't use it, you lose it. Yep. And I lost it for a while. I was unable to do anything, and then I got it back, and I don't want to lose it again. Well, we were all, if you think about the time before, we were all fucking overweight, depressed. Mm -hmm. Fucking. I mean, I always lifted weights, but it was just because it was OCD. (laughs) I I didn't even take any joy in it anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah. I want to be able to stay active until I kick the bucket. Active mentally and physically. Yeah. That's why I'm glad I started reading. Yeah. And yeah. I, I get to know what I missed out on with mm-hmm. freaking George R. R. Martin and all that shit. Like, like how much they didn't put in the, that show. And I'm like, oh, come on. Just fantasy in general is uh, really, like I said, I mean, I, I'm honestly kind of depressed that I have to read Dune because I dislike it so much. You know, George R. R. Martin, when I'm reading those books, I feel good most of the time because I'm like... I'm laughing at something or having a good memory or, you know, something like that. I'm looking for the next one. 
And uh, Tad Williams, though, he comes out in a few months, like the last book of that. I can always go back and read him again, you know. Um, but, man, that's commitment. Yeah. There. You talk about, if you think George's books are big, you not, I mean, I could throw to Green Angel Tower at you and fucking kill you with it. Right on. Um, I don't really have anything else. I think we're done here. It was a good one. Yeah, this was a pretty good one. Yeah. We got an idea for a movie. That was fucking good. I don't yeah. care what anybody said. Every scene we fucking outlay outlined was a funny scene. It's a pretty good fucking scene. Yeah. <laughs> P- pretty good scene. The omelet and the cigarette fucking get me. Just yeah. <laughs> we'll get it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Go forth and fuck thine self.